Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time together in the book of Proverbs. Um, Today, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 9. It's been good to journey together through them. I've heard from several of you who really enjoyed Proverbs. I I enjoy Proverbs. It's just good practical, good practical advice. Um, Today's chapter, chapter 9, is uh, broken into really three sections that are... um, We'll kind of overlook at each one of them, uh, an overview, um, each with a little bit different intention. Uh, verses 9, I'm sorry, verse, chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, uh, lay out this notion of wisdom preparing a feast. Um, so, wisdom has built her house, this is verse 1. Wisdom, wisdom has built her house. She has sown, she has hewn several, seven pillars. She has slaughtered her animals. She has mixed her wine. She has set her table. She has sent out her serving girl. She calls in the highest places in the town. You that are simple, turn here. Those that are without sense, come here. Eat my bread. Drink the wine that I've mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. That's a great concept. <laughs> Although it's funny. Verse four sounds... Um, <laughs> You that are simple, turn in here to those without sense. She says, come and eat my bread. I don't know. Like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, okay, I'm simple. And uh, hey, I'm simple. I'm going to go there. Um, That's where I think, y'all, we've talked about this in the past. But I think really the beginning of all wisdom, the Bible, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, which ties into this. Now, so much of wisdom is just tied to humility. Those of you that are simple, turn in here. Those without sense, she says, come eat, drink of my bread, drink my, eat of my bread, drink of the wine I've mixed. Understanding that you, you don't know everything. The the simple, there's this, there's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect, Dunning-Kruger effect, which says sometimes. The less you know about it, the less you know about a concept, the more you think you know about it. And the more you know about a context, con, about, about, and more you know about a con, uh, a concept, the the more you realize how little you know. Um, so sometimes those who are most passionate or most adamant on what they know about something may actually know the least. And sometimes the ones who know the most are most humble about it. I think humility, y'all, is really one of the keys to all of this. I don't know I don't know that wisdom can come apart from humility. Because you have to admit you don't know it. You have to admit that there's a lot you don't understand. There's a lot you don't see or know. Wisdom beckons us to come. Come and sit at her table. Come and learn. But first we have to admit and understand that we don't know and that there's a lot that we don't understand and that we are simple. And I think it's that's a humbling thing. But that humility is the beginning of wisdom, y'all. The wisest folk I know are not the ones who pound their chest about all they know, but the wisest folks I know are the ones who know how little they know. So if we uh if we think we have no need for wisdom or to learn more, we really should re-examine things. Then the middle section, verses 7 through 12, mine called, my Bible calls general maxims. And these are just kind of these good practical things we're going to be getting a lot through the rest of the through the rest of this book. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We see that passage again. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. 
A scoffer who is rebuked will only hate you. The wise, when rebuked, will love you. So uh, that's that's uh, give instruction to the wise, and they become wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will gain learning. So we see in these general these general maxims that truth. The scoffer, the one who isn't wise, will rebuke when he or she is rebuked. Or they will they will they will get angry. But the wise person, when rebuked, will will love you. Think about that. I, one of the one of the things I'll. One of the things I, I strive to do is surround myself with people who I know will speak truth to me. I, I've said before, you may have heard me say this before in a Bible study, that um, you need to have at least one person in your life that you've given permission to to call you an idiot. And when they call you an idiot, you have to listen to them. I mean, look, a lot, a lot of folks are going to call you an idiot. <laughs> I mean, believe me, that's, that's part of life. Um, this is a person that you've given permission to. You've told them, I need you to call me out. And this person you have to trust so much that when they call you out, you stop and listen. One of the paths of wisdom is the path where we allow ourselves to be corrected. Allow ourselves to be rebuked. And, you know, if you've ever been rebuked, it's not fun. I have been. And it's not fun. I don't like it. I don't much want to do it. So I'm not always there when it says you'll love them. But I want to be. I want to be. We all need to understand that we don't know everything. And that part of the pathway of knowledge and understanding things is to understand that. Give instruction to the wise, and they will become wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will gain learning. So we need the humility to understand that we don't know it all. We need to have those in our life we trust who speak truth to us, and we hear them when they say it. And then the chapter ends with 13 through 18, which is my section called Folly's Invitation and Promise. 13, the foolish woman is loud. She's ignorant and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the high place of town, calling those who pass by who are going straight on their way. You who are simple, turn in here. And those without sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. The bread eating, eaten in secret is pleasant. They do not know that the dead are there, and that her, depth, her guests are in the depths of Sheol. So we see it. We see, we see um, a comparison here of these last two sections. Both Things are calling out to the simple. Wisdom calls out to the simple, turn here, come to true feast, come to a true feast, come, have wine, have bread. Folly calls in and says, Hey, this this um bread that's eaten in secret's pleasant. Stolen water is sweet. So one is calling us wisdom to a feast of knowledge and of learning and of depth and of life. And one is calling us something stolen water sweet that looks sweet, it looks promising, it looks tempting, but it will destroy us. I always think of something, y'all. Bishop Hope Morgan Ward said years ago, y'all, I don't remember where it was. Maybe it was an annual conference, but it was somewhere. Bishop Ward said, um, Discipline, what's well, it? Temptation promises short-term life, 
and results in long-term death. Discipline, discipline promises short-term pain and results in long-term life. And that stuck with me through the years. Folly or temptation promises short-term pleasure, short-term short joy, short-term life. Hey, come drink this stolen water that's so sweet. Come and eat this bread in secret. Short-term life, short-term joy. Wisdom says, come publicly here. You that are simple, come and learn. It promises some short-term pain. Discipline does require pain. Reading your Bible early in the morning means you got to get up early. Exercising means you got to go exercise. Turning back the food that we shouldn't eat requires turning it back. Refraining from words that we want to say requires refraining. Discipline requires us to Go against our nature sometimes. But y'all, in doing that, we find life. We find life. Wisdom and folly both call to us. But one promises us life and one will give us death. So, it isn't that we're going to face a call today, because we are. Wisdom and folly will both call after us. Which will we respond to? Will we respond to the voice of folly and the voice of of uh, temptation? Or will we respond to the voice of, of wisdom, the voice of discipline? One promises life and gives death. One promises some pain, some discipline. Because life. Today, which will we choose? Thanks for being with us as we journey together through Proverbs. Tomorrow, we're going to pick up with uh, chapter 10. I'm enjoying this time with you each morning, and I pray you have a great day and a great rest of your uh, week. And we'll see you in the morning as we continue in Proverbs. Proverbs.